0: Hey, everybody. It's Eugene Driscoll of ValleyIndy.org. Welcome to Nabelgazing, Gazing, the Valley Indie podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about nonprofit-related items. We're going to talk to Valerie Knight DeGangi of the Valley Community Foundation. If you notice, this podcast says the word valley a lot. Valerie's coming on from the Valley Community Foundation to talk about the grant process that's currently underway. VCF funds a whole bunch of nonprofits uh, in the valley, in part, and uh, the process to to apply for grants is currently very much underway. Then we talked to Joy Demarcus. She's of BH Care uh, from Ansonia. And she's going to talk about a bowl coming up to benefit a service, a program of BH Care that helps people in domestic violence situations. So two really worthy causes, and we are happy to bring you those interviews. But first, is your group looking to raise money? Do you have an event coming up that you want to publicize in order to let people know how they can help you? Please consider advertising with valleyindy.org. Drop me a line, eugene at gmail.com, for more information. But the long and the short of it is for $99 a week, you can get an ad on valleyindy.org. It also displays on newhavenindependent.org. And we will publicize your event on our Facebook and Twitter accounts. We have 13,000 followers on Facebook alone. Now, you could spend that money directly to Facebook, but spend it with us and we can get you a ready-built audience. People who are already following the news, committed, concerned citizens who want to see your stuff. Email Eugene Driscoll at Gmail or Valley Independent Sentinel at Gmail or go to valleyindy.org, look under contact, or go to facebook.com. Send us a message, Twitter, tweet at us, whatever, YouTube. Anyway, on with the show. So, my guest on the phone with us is Valerie Knight DeGangi, the program officer for the Valley Community Foundation in Derby. And so, Valerie, how are you doing today?
1: I'm well. Thank you, Eugene. Thanks so much for having me join you today.
0: Oh, my pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you on. It's always nice to talk about the good efforts of the Valley Community Foundation and all they do in the Lower Naugatuck Valley. So you're sort of in the heat of it right now. What did you want to talk about?
1: I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, we have a few uh, grant deadlines that are looming. The first one is for our community grants, which is March 3rd, Friday, and they are due at 5 o'clock. The next one is for our responsive grants, which is March 30th, also at 5. The link for the responsive grant grant will close at 5 o'clock. So you need to kind of get them in before uh, 5 o'clock so until case there aren't, you you don't have any issues, that you'll be able to get your grants submitted in on time.
0: And for anyone not familiar, these are programs, uh, the VCF uh, gives money, gives grants, to a whole bunch of nonprofits uh, in the valley, uh, range, including the Valley Indie, in the past, uh, ranging from us to Center Stage to just about—I mean, if there's if there's a group in the valley that's a nonprofit, chances are they went through this process to try to get grant money from the VCF. What is what's the difference between the two grants you just mentioned? The two types of grants.
1: The community grants are really for neighborhood grassroots efforts, and they are focusing on much smaller pots of money available, 250 to $2,500. They are for beautification efforts, for neighborhood watch projects, that kind of thing. We strongly encourage groups that uh, have... Two or more, uh, two or less full time employees um, in their organization to come to us for those kinds of grants. The responsive grant process is our competitive process that we share with our partner in philanthropy, which is the Community Foundation for Greater New Haven. Uh, That is a much larger process that goes from March uh, when the grants come in the door until October when the grants are finally decided on. The pots of money are larger. Um, most grants that come in um, are and granted are somewhere in the fifteen dollars to $20,000 range, some less, some more, but uh, it is a very competitive process and we are really looking forward to seeing some quality applications coming in the door this year.
0: And in terms of the first groups of grants, those smaller ones that are things for like neighborhood uh, watch groups or any kind of community uh, uh, groups, what are some examples of things that the VCF has funded in the past? What's some of the good work you've done through that type of grant?
1: So we've done some community gardens in the valley. Last year, uh, we've Funded uh, some work for a farmers market in Shelton. We really are looking to do things that are going to help to improve the quality of life in the valley with folks that are are in need of some support, but but are really doing a lot of volunteer work, a lot of and getting a lot of um, in kind kinds of things, and that the this infusion of money will help really boost their project work.
0: And what if I'm, in a, um, if I'm a small group like that, and I'm not completely familiar with the process and the deadline being this close? Is, uh, uh, what should I do? Is, the, is there a way to find out info? I know you've had a ton of workshops and things to educate people and groups about how to try to access this money. Uh, if I haven't done any of that, is it too late for this process? Should I, should I uh, at least get involved and learn the process and then apply again next time? What's your advice for groups like that?
1: You know, folks that have, have not yet applied, certainly feel free to give me a call. I would be more than happy to walk them through the process. All of our grant processes are online, and there is information about them online. But if there's a question or anything about eligibility or could this project work and could it be considered in this project? Absolutely call me that's what I'm here for. I'm the resources. as you remember last year, I'm the grant gal from the valley, and um, I am really here eugene to to be able to provide that information to folks that have not necessarily been through our processes before. And for those who have already been through, I welcome their um, input as well. We tell everybody that if you have gone through our process and perhaps not been so successful, that no is not no forever. Uh, That is from our colleague Sarah Fabish in New Haven, and, and she has really helped us help others understand that Just because you may not have been successful in the past does not mean that the door is closed. We really try to provide support in order for people to be successful.
0: And then for the other, uh, I believe the second group is the responsive grant that's due March, uh, responsive grant applications. 30th, yeah. Okay.
1: That's correct.
0: Uh, I'm I'm sorry, say the date again because I stepped on you, Val. Say that date again. When is it due?
1: It's on March 30th at 5 o'clock.
0: Okay, is there anything uh, new in that process for, for the groups that are trying for that money?
1: So what I can say is that um, the one of the, the new data sources that we have available is the Valley Community Index, which you all have done a, a wonderful job of promoting at BND, and we have it on the front page of our website. It has a, a, a great amount of information about the needs and opportunities that exist here in the Valley, and I strongly encourage people that are participating in the responsive grant process to look at the index, to find the section that may be applicable to them. There are different sections, um, community life and and health and so on, uh, that might be applicable for a particular organization. And as I said, there is so much data available that we would you know, hope that people would be using it to point to the need or opportunity for a grant applicant here in the Valley.
0: And for the, the laymen who are not in the nonprofit world and have no idea what we're talking about, uh, I mean, basically, this money, if you have a group and you have something you, you want supported, if you have a program that's benefiting the community in some way, you sort of go through this application process to convince uh, the VCF as a foundation to, to support you, and to do that, it has to it's it's a thorough review process, and you have to. The, the great thing about this new document that Valerie just mentioned is that there's all the data, and you can go in there and look at the data and see if your mission and what you're doing, the community matches up with what's in there. If you if there's something in there that you can support, so it's a way to to help because the the grant process itself. As someone who's done it uh, and filled out those applications, it can be difficult. It can be a bit overwhelming, but there's more and more. Uh, it gets easier, I guess, thanks to, to data like that. And that's one, one of the things I wanted to ask about, because you mentioned that report. I mean, that, you're coming off a big year. The past year has been really busy for the VCF uh, in terms of things that you've accomplished, and I mean, namely that, that community uh, index. Uh, so how are things is there, what's going to be what's going what are you doing this year what what uh how are you going to top the last 365 days at the VCF
1: It's been so exciting for us Um, Eugene, and and we're so uh, thrilled that uh, we understand that community conversations are are, um, in the works um, about the index, So, and that's exactly what we wanted to have happen, uh, that there is planning for more in-depth looks at uh, the data that is in the index, deeper dives, as it were, uh, into the index. Um, In addition, there are um, a number of different um, programs, that are are being developed and and that people are coming together and doing collaboration, uh, learning more about how to work together to solve particular issues here in the Valley. So uh, we're delighted to um, have sparked uh, that momentum in in the work that we have done with everyone who collaborated with us on the index. Uh, It was just a wonderful collaboration of nonprofits here in the Valley that came together to, to put that material together with the work of Data Haven, and um, speaking of Data Haven, they are going to be um, having a workshop on March 7th uh, at the Greek Olives in New Haven. It is co-sponsored with uh, the Valley Community Foundation and the Community Foundation for Greater New Haven. And it is a wonderful opportunity for people to get um, additional data about uh, their particular project area. So um, if people are interested, that information about the workshop is up on the website, and I would encourage people to attend that.
0: And Valerie, do you know, or can you give us an estimate as to how much uh, money and grants you expect to give out uh, in this next cycle and how many applications do you get?
1: You know, it, it ranges... It, 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 in a different way every single year Eugene and and I will tell you that already through our needs and opportunities grant process which we have not talked about that is our ongoing $10,000 and under grant process for people that it does not have a a deadline Uh, we've already had a number of them come in the door and have been reviewed by our program committee of the Valley Community Foundation who is responsible for that work Um, it's It's been exciting. Uh, I can tell you that for the um, needs and opportunities grant process, there is $110,000 available. We've already given out some of that money. Um, We have also available for community grants $40,000 in that pool of money, and responsive is um, uh, several hundred thousand dollars, um, and it really is, however, a very competitive process. And, we, and we're expecting a lot more applications coming in the door this year as a result of the index work that we did last year.
0: Yeah. And explain that to me. Why do you think the index is going to trigger more applications?
1: I'm hopeful that people will look at it and, and think about work that they're doing or work that could be done and then be able to say to themselves, boy, if I had X amount of money to be able to do this project, there would be a really wonderful impact on the quality of life here in the Valley. So it's not what I think personally, it's what the, the board is thinking, it's what uh, we at the, the foundation staff are, are hopeful that it will spark that um, interest and say, yes, this this is something that we might be able to um, have impact and be able to move the needle, as it were, on the, the um, condition and the, and the quality of life here in the Valley.
0: Okay, and I wanted to uh, move on and ask you about the Great Give coming up. Unless there's a, anything else you wanted to add about the uh, grant application process that I haven't asked you.
1: Just one more quick thing that I sure. wanted people to know, if they missed um, our grant C- Seekers workshop, uh, it has been recorded and it is up on the website, so please go to that. Um, some helpful hints about um, some reminders that you need to know. Um, when you're filling out the application, please always hit save um, because you don't want to lose the information that you have already done. I used to sit on the other side of this table, so I know um, how much uh, that can it can interrupt the entire flow of the work that you're doing so please make sure that you save your documents and um, last but not least um, please make sure that uh, you are as I said not waiting until the last minute that you are coming to us with questions and we are always available for help.
0: Okay and then looking forward another great give is coming up I assume uh, how's the planning going for that that's an exciting thing that happens uh, in Greater New Haven. We are in the in
1: both. We, We are, uh, and we are in full swing for that. As uh, I'm sure you know, the Great Give is going to be from um, May 2nd to May 3rd this year, Tuesday to Wednesday. We are hopeful that the technology, everything is squared away and that uh, we will get, uh, again, a very positive response from folks who live and work here in the Valley to support the nonprofits and the causes that they care about by contributing during the Great Give. There will be lots of excitement things happen, please keep um, your eyes posted on the website and we will have more information available as time goes on.
0: Okay, so lastly let's give out your contact information. What is the website and your phone number, and email, anything you want to share with the public?
1: So um, the website is www.valleyfoundation.org. You can call me at two zero three seven five one nine one six two, and um, my email is vdegangi v d i g a n g i at valleyfoundation.org.
0: Okay, Valerie, thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes today to talk to me. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Eugene, and I look forward to uh, hearing from the folks that are going to be submitting all of the grants. I wish all of you great success and thanks so much again for having me.
0: Okay, hey, it's Eugene again. That was Valerie Knight DeGanji. And now we're going to have on Joy DeMarcus. This is a conversation we recorded the other day. She is from BH Care. That is bhcare.org. If you want to find out more info, she's going to talk to you about the 29th annual Bowl to Benefit coming up Saturday, March 11, 2017, AMF Lanes in Milford. Again, if you want more info, go to bhcare.org. And here is Joy. I'm on the phone. This is Eugeneavallindy.org, and I'm on the phone with Joy Demartius, Uh, the director. Is a director of development? I don't want to get your title wrong. It's
2: Director of Development, you're correct.
0: Director of Development at BH Care, right around the corner on East Main Street in Ansonia. The Valley Indy is located uh, in, on Main Street in Ansonia. But today, because my alternator went on my car, I'm working out of my garage in our Derby Bureau. So Joy, thank you very much for being on.
2: Thank you very much for having me. So Hopefully I, your car will be better.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, it's at the car doctor. Yeah, I know it's going to cost me at least five, <laughs> at least 500 bucks. But uh, so that's that, that's a terrible segue into what we're going to be talking about. BH Care is uh, hosting its annual fundraiser next month. It's one of the coolest fundraisers uh, in the Valley because you can do something that's really fun for an incredibly worthy cause. So why don't you talk to us uh, about what you have planned for next month?
2: Sure. So on March 11th, which is a Saturday, we're going to be going to AMS Lanes in Milford, and this is an absolutely wonderful event event called Bold to Benefit. and It it supports uh, victims of domestic violence in our umbrella shelter. Uh, BH Care, uh, many people know about BH Care. We provide services in 19 cities and towns, and that includes the Lower Naugatuck Valley, Greater New Haven Communities, as well as the shoreline and so we're excited to host this event because it's just going to be a fun day to bowl a strike against uh, domestic violence.
0: And how many years, do you know how many years this event has uh, taken place? Okay, so I'm new. I just
2: started, gotcha. <laughs> literally. Uh, Welcome. You know. So this is our, <laughs> thank you. Welcome back, Ray. Um, I'm originally from the Valley. Okay. So I, this is the 29th year that the Bulbs of Benefit has taken place, and it's just a wonderful event that everybody can get behind. I've actually participated in the past as a you know organizing a team.
0: Yeah, so it's when nice the,
2: to be on the other end organizing when this, it.
0: When this podcast airs, I'm pairing it with. I also interviewed Valerie Knight DeGangi of the Valley Community Foundation. Oh, great. Because I know uh, you know nonprofits in the valley do so much for uh, so many people. Uh, they really uh, affect uh, everybody's lives. Either either you or you know someone who has helped by groups like BH Care. I mean, you guys are, are into everything, and, and the VCF, because they fund or help to fund a lot of nonprofits, are also involved in everything. But it's never enough. Uh, you know, you're always uh, trying to uh, keep the lights on and keep funding going, and so something like this is hugely important. How does somebody, what is the bowlathon? I mean, it, obviously, by definition, I imagine there's gonna be some bowling involved in this. How does it work? <clears throat>
2: So uh, anybody can uh, come in and sign up for a team on www.bhcare.org um, or they can actually contact me. Um, my phone number is 203-736-2601, extension 1856. Um, they can call and sign up. It Literally a team is $5. And then we request that there's each team of four to five members participate by raising $50 each and that, all these monies benefit, uh, as we said, the umbrella in BH care services and we provide 16,775 individuals and families with services each year. But for this specific cause, there's, we provide 6,356 women and children support in our domestic violence program and it's important to know that these programs are not funded you know, by the federal government or, like, state. I mean, we obviously receive support, but this is why we need to raise these monies.
0: Mm, and as we know, it's getting harder and harder and harder, even for programs that do uh, receive state assistance or, or, or federal funding of some kind. it's it, Those dollars are becoming tighter and tighter and tougher to get. So all I have to do is get three or four of my buddies. We pay five bucks to bowl, and we each have to raise 50 bucks beforehand for a very worthy cause. Uh, now, what do, what do I get when I win, though? What do I when I win this thon What do I get, like a <laughs> bucket of candy or something? We or have
2: prizes. And we have you know we've we've gotten a lot of uh, local businesses to support us, and so uh, the goal, what you really get out of it, is to know at the end of the day that you've had a fun day and you've made a difference in somebody's life. You've actually saved lives. So that's the, the most positive thing. We have awards and programs throughout the day, um, you know, where people can just participate.
0: Yeah, and, and like what's the, the, the start time and end time? Huh? Is it an all-day thing? or? How? Sure.
2: It is. So we it's all day. It starts at 9, 9 a.m. That's the first session. 11.30 a.m. is the second session, and I uh, it's wonderful because we have it's several legislators are putting together a team, which is fun. Mm. Rosa Delora will be there. State Representative uh, Pam Sineski, uh, repre- she's a Republican out of Milford. Is actually organizing a team of legislators. Um, GOP Leader T- Themis will be there. T- Themis Claritas, State Senator Ted Kedney, uh, State se- State Rep Nicole Claritas ditria and State Rep James Albus.
0: Wow. Okay. So that's great. So, so everyone's going to be there. Eleven thirty, <laughs>
2: and then four thirty p.m. is actually sold out, which is wonderful. And 7 p.m. is available now as well.
0: Oh wow, that's great! So if I sign up, so, can can you request a specific time to bowl? Or
2: sure. At this point in time, like I said, 4:30 is sold out. We're looking at a 9 a.m. availability. 11:30 is the legislative session. You know, legislators are visiting, but there's availability at that time as well. 4:30 p.m. is sold out, and 7 p.m. is available.
0: Okay, that so sounds. So
2: there's actually five times to participate.
0: And is there uh, any sponsorship uh, if I'm uh, if I run a business and I listen to this podcast and I can't make it uh, to the actual bowl-a-thon, Are there any sponsorship available at uh, opportunities available at at, sure. at this point?
2: There are. You There are primary t-shirt sponsors. We still haven't run those off yet quite, Eugene, so we're still there. Um, secondary t-shirt sponsors, banner sponsors. We have availability for people to participate. It's a lane sponsor for $100 all the way to uh, $2,500 as a presenting sponsor. But we're really thankful to the Bassett Family Fund because they're our marquee sponsor and our media partners, which is Channel 3, WFSB, 99.1 PLR and
0: Star 99.9. Oh, does that mean for there? There may. This out. I'm sorry, I stepped on you. Say that last part again about Star 99.
2: Oh, no, sure. So there's uh, Star 99.9 is a media partner as well as 99.1 PLR, and our, uh, and obviously Channel 3, who's done wonderful work for us, WFSB, as our media par- partners.
0: So does that mean there? There's a chance uh, Chaz and AJ will be uh, bowling some gutter balls during the perhaps. Program? <laughs> you have to come to find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. you're, you're a great saleswoman. All right, uh, that sounds. I'll try. <laughs> that, that sounds, uh, uh, you know, we, we've we've sent photographers in the past, and I think we covered uh, the event once or twice in the past at valleyindy.org. It's really a great event, and uh, you know, there is no more cause more worthy. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for the for the good work uh, you and the organization have been doing uh, long before the Valley Indy was, was on the scene uh, in the Naugatuck Valley. You're, the BH Care is a point of pride, I know, for many in the Naugatuck Valley. So to conclude, Joy, just give that website again uh, to let people know sure. how they can find out more info.
2: www.bhcare.org. Perfect. And we hope to hear
0: from you too. Thank you. That is nice and simple. Well, Joy, I want to thank you very much uh, for coming on, and good luck with the event. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hopefully everybody can come out and join us.